Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. My name is Zach Riddle. I'm here with Laura Heck. It is March, which means it's March Madness. And, you know, we had so much fun playing fantasy football with some of you guys in the fall that I decided to fill out and make a, like a bracket situation for us to do if that's your jam. So if you want to participate in the March Madness tournament with Marriage Therapy Radio, go to ESPN.com, find the bracket situation, the tournament page, and look for the group called MTR Madness. That's MTR space M-A-D-N-E-S-S. We already have like a half a dozen people just because I put it on the Instagram. But I'm going to look forward to talking about it all month. I'm going to celebrate how great I'm doing, how terrible Laura's doing. We'll also celebrate you guys and just uh, talk a little smack with each other maybe. Maybe there'll be some crumble cookies in it for the winner. Uh, go ahead and do that. That'll, that'll be fun. In the meantime, today, we're talking about the importance of repair attempts. This is a pretty big deal in the Gottman body of research, particularly when it comes to divorce prediction been on my mind a lot. I think we need to get better at this. And so Laura and I batted around today. This is a very cool conversation. Stick around. How does it feel to be back home? It's nice, man. But travel's hard. Like, I mean, I only traveled to Bend, Oregon. It was flight. baby travel. I spent more time on the light rail from my house to the airport than I did on the <laughs> yeah. airplane. <laughs> it's literally, they're like, we're not going to serve you anything because we're yeah. in the air for five minutes. Yeah, I was like, where's my gonna... cracker? And where's my... Yeah. They're like, sorry, no. We're already descending, sir. <laughs> You're like, can I use the restroom? You're like, no, we need you buckled. We're taking off and landing at the same time. <laughs> I told you the story though. I was so excited. I came home early so that I could um, like just crawl in my bed and sleep till I woke up. Yeah. And I hired this I guy, I Bernie, like. I hired this yeah. guy, Bernie to, I said, I'm going to be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You have the mm-hmm. entire time yeah. to do this list of things that I have left for you. You, the house is yours. No mm-hmm. one is here. Go for it. I walk into my house at seven 30 on Saturday night. And he's mm-hmm. just in there in his like shorts painting my house with Still. this rock music on. And I was like, and to be paint. clear, he's really only painting like 500 square feet. No, it's not house. a lot. Like, it's not. It's it like is not three room. days worth of work. It is like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so oh. I told you, I was like, I got to go to this birthday party. I don't want to go to this birthday party. So I, so I was like, I want to go to this birthday party. And it was fine. I had a lot of fun at this birthday party. I stayed there for Good three for hours. So I was tired. Okay. But yeah. I had three. Get home. 1030. Bernie's still in my house. Bernie. <laughs> I was like, you got to go, man. Like I need you to go. And he goes, okay, yeah. I'm going to be back early tomorrow. Cause I got to finish up before you're like, no. And I was like, I'll text you I was like, I'm when up. are you coming back? He said, I don't know, 10 to 12. And I was like, nice. I like your yeah. idea of early Bernie. Early. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so. he did what is human nature, which is you give somebody a deadline and that is when it is due. I would have like, done the same thing. Except 100%. I, so next time, next time I'm going to tell him I'm coming home a day earlier than I'm coming home. That's right. 
and then that's he'll how just, you manage people. Yeah, then you do mm-hmm. that. So well, I actually enjoyed having you in my space for a few days. So uh-huh. Zach came to bend. Uh, I don't enjoy having anybody in my space. I just know. So, just yeah. so you're aware. Yeah. Um, and so you came in and you spent three days. We had the pleasure of being able to do a couples workshop, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. So many, I think almost all of the folks that had joined our listeners of, of, of our podcast. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then we also did some teaching and interestingly we we might have the opportunity not only if you don't like travel then getting to Germany and Korea is going to be rough for you I know that's yeah I'm it's a little bit wrap. different you will have many rounds of crackers on those flights I'm trying to wrap my head around that a little bit right now yeah we'll see um, how it goes oh I have a funny story I have to share okay <clears throat> okay so while Zach was here, um, he flew in. I give him the keys to my vehicle. So I pick Zach up in the, uh, the BMW that we happen to have at the moment um, at the airport. We're driving around in the BMW for mm-hmm. a few days. We're getting lunch. We're getting my kid, whatever. Yeah, okay. It's nice. Um, it's a nice and ride. It is nice, nice and clean. Ride. It's nice and clean. That's right. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a, not a rental. It's a, what loner. do you call it? It's a loner, it's a, yeah. right? So, uh, Zach wants to go out and watch a movie. I do not watch movies. I want to go see cocaine bear. Co- can you say that again <laughs> for me? I want to see, was- I was excited to go see cocaine bear, cocaine, cocaine, cocaine bear, cocaine bear. bear. Yeah. And a hundred percent, I thought Cocaine Bear was a joke when I saw the ad on the Super Bowl. I was like, there's no way that this script made it anywhere yeah. in Hollywood. But in fact, it's a true story. It's true. Right? Yeah. Uh, so I hand Zach the keys to the BMW. I said, have a great time. I'm going to go ride my bike, yep. uh, which I did. And my girlfriend, Becky Sneed, we're yep. going to call her by two names. She lives in Bend, Oregon. She's also uh, my training partner. She comes yeah. over to run on my treadmill. Yeah. So you get to I meet got to Becky. Meet your friend. Well, she got to meet me because I, I'm sort of famous in right. She was like, I'm so excited to meet you. Oh my God. There's that. It's you. Can I have your uh, autograph? Can Mm -hmm. I share blood with you? All the hot moms that you're like, pick up your school, pick up. or just like coming up to the car window (gasps) and wanting to like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's like, would you say it? Would you say it? Welcome. Hey everybody. Welcome to marriage therapy. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Nobody gets excited. You don't introduce me to your friends. Actually you do. The two friends you have. That's right. The two friends. Yeah. Okay, so on to I introduced you to Matt Cain. That's great. It was wonderful. He was perhaps one of my favorite friends of yours. Oh. It's a short list. So, okay, guys. Becky comes over. Um, We're working out in the workout room. An hour Mm -hmm. and a half later, we go downstairs, and she comes up the stairs, and she said, Zach took my car. So, Zach (laughs) essentially stole my girlfriend's SUV. How he did it, I don't know. You're a magician, but we, I know were, how I we were stranded because not only did you steal my girlfriend's vehicle yep. and take that to Cocaine Bear, but you also took the keys to my vehicle. Yes. Like a big, mean <laughs> jackass is what you were. No, no, here's what happened. I walked out the house, mm-hmm. got in the car and drove away. There were two, two SUVs side by side. They were yep. not the same SUV. Nope. Not even the same make. The and thing model. that was amazing to me about it is, I, I said this in the in the workshop that we did, and it's and it's kind of about what assumptions will do to you. But I had so much information about why I was in the wrong car. First right. of all, Becky Sneed's car is a dump. I mean, it is. <laughs> it is I full. Love- <laughs> you said that so much crap, like, <laughs> but it didn't even occur to me that it wasn't your neat, clean BMW that it, yeah. that it was like, yeah. I didn't even think about it. And then second of all, 
there was this uh, gonna die. <laughs> second of all, the car keys, her car keys were just in the front seat. And that's, that's bend for you. People yeah. Leave their vehicles. So unlocked, why I just got unlocked. in the car with the BMW key in my pocket and I drove yeah. off. Like, why would I think any, why would I think I was in the right. wrong car? Right. Um, and then there were her keys and I was like, Oh, these are Laura's keys. Knowing mm -hmm. that your, that your keys aren't 90 keys. She had like 90 yeah. keys. She's like a janitor. R. What does Becky Snead do? Is she a janitor at the school? No, she's not a janitor. She's a mom. So yeah. yes. But she why does she have so many keys? Because we're moms. We You don't have that many keys. You're I like, do. I have one. You didn't okay. see, I had one to this loaner, but you didn't yeah. see my key ring. Yeah. Okay. Let's ask any mom. I bet we could get like a 10 I have three women. Keys. I have three keys. All right. Ladies who are listening, I Wait, want you to take a you, picture. Can you guess what my three keys are? To your office, mm -hmm. to your front door, to your car. Yeah. Yeah. I nailed it. And nice. to Rebecca's heart. <laughs> so, and then I opened the door of this Audi mm -hmm. <laughs> and Wrong. it's awesome. It shines the light, like the Audi logo shines yeah, yeah, onto yeah. the floor yep. of the, and I'm like, that's really cool. I've never seen that before. Uh -huh. Didn't occur to me that it wasn't a BMW logo. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was like, that's, that is definitely the logo of this car that I'm driving. Uh -huh. um, but I'm absolutely convinced. I have no reason not to, but it just goes mm. to show you like what, what conviction does to you relative to Wait. whether or not something is true. So then we analyze that, right? Like this, yeah. a similar situation that happens in relationships. So yeah. we just made Rebecca Sneed um, really, really famous. She was so excited because she's a listener. Mm -hmm. She has now a story about her on the podcast and mm -hmm. we decided to call her vehicle a dump. So you're, yeah. she knows, she knows that. Well, my, my, my main excuse is I don't drive rich people cars. I only drive like, I, I, I'm not in the, uh, BMW Audi category. I'm in like the, mm -hmm. like the Toyota Honda category, which are both very nice vehicles, by the way. And you didn't even mention the car that you drive, which is neither of those two. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen. Yeah. It's a Volkswagen, which is equally as nice. Your no, vehicle. I think, I know. I think there's tiers and I think Audi and BMW are up higher than Toyota and Volkswagen and Honda. Okay. I think, I, I don't know. All right. I'm glad none of them are advertising with us right now. At some point, I'll have to tell you just how vehicle shopping has tapped into my enduring vulnerabilities so hard over mm. the years. I have had with my husband now 16 years of practice of anytime we talk about vehicle purchases or, or leases or, or maintenance or anything like that, like it lights me up immediately because mm -hmm. it is so, he does things so contrary to how I believed. But I wanted to go back to this idea that you said when you had so many things that were blatantly obvious red flags in your face and mm -hmm. you missed it because you weren't looking for it. Right. I wasn't like looking you, for it. And I was always already sure you were was already sure that I knew what I was doing. Yeah. It was so the sin of certainty. The ooh, yeah. sin of certainty, which we were talking about is a lot like limerence. When you're first in a relationship with someone, limerence is when you're basically, I mean, when you're kind of like lusting over this person, mm -hmm. not just like physical lust, but you are so infatuated with this person. It's mm -hmm. toxic um, and intoxicating that there can be all of these red flags that are showing up, but you are certain that this is the person for you. And this is where it becomes really helpful to engage your family and your friends and the people that you know you who aren't in love with this person that can be able to say, mm. hey, 
you know, I saw this red flag and I just wanted to bring it up with you and talk to you a little bit about it. And you kind of have to think of them as being like your prefrontal cortex at that point, because you are in limerence, because you're missing all of these red flags and clues that this person isn't isn't really the right person for you or there's some things maybe that you're missing. So I would, that was what came up for me when you Mm -hmm. started, I mean, our brains just go that way, right? We have like a normal everyday occurrence where someone steals somebody else's Mm -hmm. car, normal Mm -hmm. everyday. And we turn it into an object lesson. And then we turn it into an object lesson, (laughs) which is a new word for me that you use nine times while you were here. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I got to teach Laura what an object lesson was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I actually got the lesson <laughs> in the object lesson, but you spoke at me. Hey, do you want to hear something also that's like super exciting for me today? Yeah. I set a new flossing streak today. Oh, today? Yeah. Just oh, now. Just now congratulations. in the shower. Just now in the shower with my, with my piece of floss that was did been in the shower. Did you stick it back for, on the yeah, wall? I did. I did. I oh, saved that. I saved that piece just for, but no, you guys, I'm in, I'm in uncharted territory now. This is exciting. Let me see how long I can go. And then I had a friend the other day just tell me that he like, he floss He can't remember the last time he didn't floss. He flosses every mm-hmm. single day, no matter what. And I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. this is just a thing that you do. Mm-hmm. It's not like a streak that you're trying to set. He's like, no, I just floss. Yeah. And I was like, do you have yeah, like but- 89 days like me? He's like, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, times, huh. times 40. Yeah. That's how many days I took have. took the little wind out of my sail, but mm. it's okay. I'm still, I'm still proud of myself. You're still upright. Yeah. I do want to mention because on the last podcast, you heard um, a commercial for, so mm-hmm. Zach and I did. Our, I'm glad you're doing this. I, I wanted to do this with you as well. So yeah, yeah. I'm really, I'm excited because we had so much fun meeting with our listeners over the course of the weekend. But as we were with our listeners for the weekend, a lot of them had kids who were out of the house. That was sort of like the, yeah kind of, uh, I don't know, it was a consistent theme. Um, and if the kids weren't out of the house, like meaning that they had gone off to college and they were grown, um, many of them had to find like grandma or they went on like a little mini staycation, which was really cool to Walla Walla. Um, so I thought, you know, what would be really nice is if this could be something that could be available for folks who have kids at home, but may not have the energy or the money to be able to put into babysitters. So what we've done is we have a weekend intensive that we offer and we have another one coming up this summer and then in the fall. But then we also, I'm going to be offering, so Zach won't be there, but it'll be just me every single Wednesday, spring, summer, fall, winter. We have these cohorts where you will be meeting for eight weeks and it's just an hour and 15 minutes in the evening on Wednesdays where we'll meet and we go through every time we meet, we go through a new principle. So I'm really excited about that. So those are called our eight week series. We also have the weekend intensives. If you want to know more about it, you can go to the website and check it out. But we do have an early bird rate um, for each of these workshops. If you sign up early, you end up saving like what, $55, $60, pretty good deal. Anyway. Yeah, yeah no, really that's good. I think it. it's, I think it's, uh, yes, we had a great time with folks who came. I think we learned a lot. I think they learned a lot, mm-hmm. seemed to really enjoy it. Um, and no, I am not getting together every single week to, to no, do that. Um, that it. is all you. Yeah. I'm super excited. This so, is, this is what I love to do. The go most for it. And I think, I yeah, I think absolutely it will work. Uh, I think, I think, you know, there's two kinds of, there's not two kinds of people in the world, but yeah. If you're not a weekend workshop person, and I know plenty mm-hmm. of people who aren't, I'm probably mm-hmm. not. Um, then, yeah, I think a weekly thing could be really fantastic. Yeah, but I got I don't know I have too many things that I I want I want more freedom in my calendar than I 
then I'm willing to mm. nail down. I'm the opposite. I'm gearing up. All yeah. fire. All engines are firing right now. But what if like, you want to take a nap on Wednesday night? I don't nap. We've already <laughs> talked about that. I was getting ready for bed at like 730, brushing my teeth and not flossing and, uh, and you know, getting just jammies. Right. And yeah. Zach's like, I think I might take a nap. I'm like, uh, this is the time when I shut down for good. He's like, this yeah. is the time when I take a nap so I can stay up till midnight. Yeah. Last week I went to the grocery store because I needed ice cream and ant traps. I know it's bizarre, but I also needed to grab a couple other things that my wife had asked me about. And my daughter sent me a text saying she wanted this other stuff. When I left the store, I had spent over $200 and it was all because I didn't have a list. And it made me appreciate again, how much I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market has become my go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, the stuff that I get all the time. It's convenient and I get it quickly and it's shipped to my doorstep. It's a huge time saver. I've got shampoo coming on a regular basis and conditioner coming on a regular basis. Deodorant comes to my house. We have snacks that we love. Lately, I've started getting things like spices and uh, other supplements for you know the recipes that we're making at home. As a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single order. And on average, I save about 30% each time. The last receipt that I got told me that I saved $126 on an order that was less than $300. So that actually feels more like 50%. On top of the massive savings on each order, Thrive Market also has a deals page that changes daily and gives me cash back on so many brands and they have a price match guarantee, which I've never had to use. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. If you join, they give. So join Thrive Market today, get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash MTR for 30% off your first order. That's thrivemarket, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash MTR. Thrivemarket.com slash MTR. Okay, let's talk about something important. Um, Is there anything in particular that you had that you want to talk about? I, every once in a while, I want to do an episode that I feel like I need to have at the ready for my clients. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, how about this? Just listen to this episode. And then we end uh-huh. up talking about, you know, nothing for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they have to like, they have to wade through all the nothing, but I think, yeah. um, a thing that has been on my mind since frankly, since the workshop is this idea that there are in the Gottman research in particular divorce mm-hmm. predictors mm-hmm. and we label them in the workshop. Um, I label them a little bit differently when I'm talking to clients, but um, one of them that's on both lists in terms of like the workshop list and then my list. Um, and it's, and that sounds weird, but they are different They're It's kind of just depends on what lens you're looking through. But one of them is always the failure of repair attempts. Mm-hmm. So when repair attempts, um, when someone tries to apologize or when someone tries to you know, repair or reconnect. And we don't allow that to be successful. That is actually pretty toxic behavior inside the relationship Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. problematic. And I think it, I think it points to two pieces that need to be named that a, it's not about the frequency of the repair attempt. It's not about the quality of the repair attempt. Um, I think people ought to learn how to make more repairs and people ought to learn how to make more effective repairs. Mm -hmm. But the issue is, can we be a people who allow repair attempts to be successful? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that needs a little bit of attention because I know plenty of people who are just tired of apologies without change or who are tired of the same old, same old, or who are tired of, you know, kind of running out of hope or energy. And I don't know. I feel like I wanted to just speak to that a little bit because we've talked quite a bit, or if we haven't, I don't think we have lately, but I, I, I do have a strong opinion about what an apology should look like. 
Right. I think there's an art to an apology, but I also think there's an art to receiving an apology. And I don't Mm -hmm. think we spend a lot of time on that. So Mm -hmm. that's been on my mind. I don't know if it's on your mind or if it triggers anything for you, but I'm happy to chat through that a little bit. What my brain started going to is what would be preventing someone from not allowing a repair attempt? Mm -hmm. And I can already imagine, right? Like maybe my husband is critical and it hurts my feelings. Mm -hmm. And immediately I feel small. Immediately I feel like he unworthy. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. And I'm in that place. And then he recognizes the error of his ways and he offers a repair attempt, Mm -hmm. right? He goes, oh, shoot. I did it again. Or he does like the forehead slap. Like what is your favorite repair? Mm-hmm. Can you do it just so I can see you slap your own Go, forehead? Ah, ah, yeah. Ah, I can't Love believe that. we're doing it again. I can't believe I said that again. I'm so right. sorry. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. look at us. Look how dumb we're being to, I should have learned already. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's in that moment, I'm imagining Laura Heck sitting there watching him repair. And what, why would I not accept that repair? And I would do it to punish him. I would mm. do it so that he would be able to recognize just how painful his words were. I so want spite. him to hurt I, out of spite. Yeah. I want him to recognize like you, I'm not going to reward you with the opportunity to feel close and connected with me. Mm-hmm. After you just said those things, I'm going to mm-hmm. let you sit in the discomfort of knowing that I'm hurting and you can't fix it. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one. This is like stonewalling, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one that's going to come to you and say, I'm ready for repair now. Mm-hmm. So that's, I get, I think the reason why I would, I would not accept a repair. Not that yeah. I'm saying this is healthy. I'm just trying to get in the yeah. mindset of someone who is unwilling to accept a repair. Yeah, no, resistance forward. is a really big deal. I mean, I think, you know, I, I'm, I think it's probably my next like inquiry is like, what do we do with resistance? Cause resistance keeps us from doing the work and the work is, um, you know, allowing that repair to be successful. I think for me, if I'm putting myself in the same scenario that you're in, I don't know if I have, I mean, I have access to spite for sure, but I think I might tend to go more toward despair. Like, mm. oh man, like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this much longer. This feels right. like it's too, it's just more of the same or I, really like, why is this going to be di- like, prove it almost, um, which would keep me, would be on the menu of things that would keep me from accepting a repair attempt. Mm-hmm. So there's spite, there's despair. Um, it could mm-hmm. be. It could, I mean, it could be all kinds of things. It could be lack of hope. It could, I mean, I guess that's the same as despair. Maybe those are the two main ones. What else you got? I don't know. I was just thinking like the, the lack of hope is I, when couples come to me, there's generally one partner that says I'm tapped out. I have, Mm -hmm. I have, why do I have to be the one that is putting any more Mm -hmm. energy or effort into this relationship? And let's just say that he's not good at repair. Or yeah. that you're not good at repair. And this is something that you're trying out. You, like you learn this new skill and now you're recognizing, shoot, I hurt my partner. I'm going to try out this new repair. And you attempt this repair 9, 10, 15, 25 times yeah. before I ever decide that I'm going to put any energy or effort back into the relationship and accept that mm-hmm. repair. So um, that is a little bit of hopelessness. It's feeling sort of overdrawn. It's imbalanced. And now all of a sudden your partner is starting to come around, right? Mm -hmm. They're starting to make those repairs and lean into the relationship. But I would say it might take you 25 attempts to return with your partner. Because you're in the wrong car and you you think you're in, you think you're in the right car, but you're not paying attention. You're not looking for, you're not, you're not aware of the all of the information around you that's telling you you're headed in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other, that's an object lesson from Becky uh, Sneed right there. 
<laughs> the other piece that I'm imagining too is that the shift is not a, a sense of weakness. It's not this idea that it's this repair that's happening mm. is not about my partner and it's not about me. It's uh, about us. Uh, and so it's having to figure out what, what the agreement is of the weakness. Yeah. When your partner's attempting to repair, they're not doing it for themselves. They're not doing it for you. They're yeah. doing it for the relationship. And uh, I know a lot of couples where there is zero weakness. It is, it's two yeah. people just living, living these parallel lives. Yeah, no, I'm into it. So, um, so I guess step one, step number one, if we're going to allow repair attempts to be successful is to get past the resistance is to kind of get over mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. or to another way I would say that is to play the long game. You know, yeah. I think a lot of times well, we haven't we, talked about that for a while. Yeah. But I think a lot of times we, we want to win the battle so much that we forget about winning the war. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think winning the war in this example is, you know, staying married, staying connected, learning, growing, deepening intimacy through conflict. You know, I think all of that is, you know, part of the, part of the deal. Um, okay. So that's step one. Yeah. I think step two, when it comes to allowing repair attempts to be successful. And I, I say this to my, my clients, like the art of accepting a repair begins with exactly the same every single time. Do you know what it is? Saying yes. Thank you. Oh, somebody goes, Hey, I'm, I'm really sorry about that thing that happened. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, sometimes I think about a repair, like if I'm, if you're just in the car and maybe you've had a, maybe you've had an argument and, uh, your partner reaches over and put their hand, puts their hand on your knee. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're inclined to, to just move your knee away or swipe their hand off or just say, I'm not really ready. But I think you can say all of those things, but, but start with, thank you. Like, mm -hmm. thank you for trying to, thank you for trying to close the gap or trying to repair. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not really ready I, or it's, it's not a good time. I, I still need time to think like, but I do think we can start with thank you, if only to validate the attempt. I don't even think that means like accept or embrace or mm -hmm. or or escalate the attempt. I think it just means we need to validate it, allow it to be successful. Mm -hmm. If I reach across the car, put my hand on Rebecca's knee and she does nothing. Right. I'm going to remove my hand pretty fast and then I'm going to be a lot slower to put my hand on her knee the next time. Mm -hmm. So I need her to put her hand on my hand or move her knee a little bit closer so that it, you know, it's a little more comforting or, yeah. um, or say, thank you. Can I dig a little deeper? Because this, yeah. is, this is actually tapping into some clients that have come to me and said, we have very different repair speeds. Mm -hmm. I, I, something happens immediate and I want to resolve it immediately. So I want to reach out and I want to say, dang it, I really screwed up. And it takes her 24 hours. Like she's wounded and mm -hmm. she's hurt. And what they're trying to grapple with is what do we do when our repair is so different? Like there's a discrepancy between the amount of time when I want to repair and when my partner's willing to repair. And I, I really appreciate what you're saying is it, you don't have to accept the apology. You don't have to uh, do anything with it, mm -hmm. but what you do have to do is acknowledge it. Yeah. That is your partner making a bid to connect with you. And it's okay for you to say, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. I still am, you know, trying, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm on the bus basically or on the train, I think is what you say, right? Yeah. Like I'm thinking it over, I'm processing, I'm trying to understand my feelings and that's perfectly okay. There is a, it takes some folks a lot of time because they are, they're feeling the feelings, but they're not yet processing it intellectually or mm -hmm. 
uh, whatever it might be. So acknowledge that there's difference. But I like what you said, which is you need to be able to acknowledge the repair, whether you accept it or not. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I, I, I want to repeat what you said just so I can make sure that I think I heard what you said, but also mm-hmm. maybe reinforce it because I think, yes, saying thank you doesn't mean I forgive you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's all good. It's water under the bridge. It doesn't mean, right. okay, we're done. It means I have acknowledged and turned toward and allowed it to, to rest for a second. Yeah. I think that still earns you the right to say, what did we say? I'm still really angry. In fact, I kind of want to punish you back. Like I, mm-hmm. I need time to cool down or I'm still, I'm feeling pretty helpless. Like, thank you for the apologize, but I need, I need, I also need to see evidence of change. Mm-hmm. Or thank you for the apology. Um, and um, I need, I, I'm going to need, I, I don't know what I need just now, but I think that's actually mm-hmm. part two, right? I mean, sometimes when I explain it to clients, I'll say part one is say thank you. And then part mm-hmm. two has A and B. Two A might be, and I forgive you. It's water under the bridge. Okay. We're good. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go get some ice cream, right? That could be part A. Part B is where you say, okay, cool. Thank you. And here's what I still need. Yeah. Time, change, apology, um, uh, another apology or a longer conversation or, um, a nap or, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, but I think it's okay to, to, to declare your appreciation for the repair attempt and still also ask for what you need, because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want anybody ever to think, oh, the way that you stay married is you just accept apologies every time you get them. Right. Because we know for a fact that a lot of apologies are really shitty. Yeah. You know, um, yep. they're mm-hmm. just not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't want to take any energy away from the fact that people need to learn how to offer apologies that are sincere and empathetic and, you know, demonstrate commitment and empathy. But mm-hmm. that's not exactly the topic for today. Yeah. We're talking about repair. Number one, understanding the resistances, why you yeah. might not accept a repair. Mm-hmm. Number two was what? Well, learn how to say thank you. Learn how to just, mm-hmm. just acknowledge and turn acknowledge. toward a repair attempt. Yeah. Turning toward a repair attempt, mm-hmm. acknowledge. We're saying not accepting because you might not be ready to accept, but acknowledging the repair, yeah. saying thank you for that. And then part three, I think is, um, you know, either accepting or continuing to learn how to ask for what you still need. I mean, and I think that's, I think that's an, I think that's a skill. I think it's a right. I think you have a right to ask for what you still need. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, the consequences of not emphasizing this part of it really are, I mean, I, I have, I, I have a, I had a relationship end because something went down between us and I wrote a letter that was Mm -hmm. effectively a repair attempt and I didn't get a reply for like, I don't know, three months or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was a very like kind of offhanded reply. And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do here. Like, I don't think there's any energy left for me to try. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I can, I can, I, I have stories of how the failure repair attempt is, is signals the end of a relationship. Cause it wasn't right. I think it was actually pretty good of repair attempt on my part. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just remembering this right now. I can kind of feel it in my body. I know. Um, I'm like watching you process through this. Yeah. So this is, I think that's, I mean, there's a little bit of why I feel so strongly about it because I think, you know, if you can, if you can prevent relationship distress, why wouldn't we like, why wouldn't we do that? Um, Mm -hmm. 
Well, we wouldn't because of spite or we wouldn't because of despair or we wouldn't because of justification or we wouldn't because of laziness or we wouldn't because, I mean, and I think those are not good reasons to, to operate in relationships that you care about. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So when you tell your clients about this episode, will, will you tell them to pass over the first 15 minutes? <laughs> I don't of know. Absolute bullshit. I don't know. It <clears> wasn't when, though. We got, we, we got a lot in there. Becky Sneed famous. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, here's something that I do want to talk about though. I, you know, about this book club that, that we, you know, I read a book with professionals. Mm-hmm. You've been mm-hmm. invited. You have yet to attend. I've uh, been there once. You have yet to participate. How about oh, yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. But we read Wired for Love and it's really a very cool book for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us clinicians were like, yep, we've read this. We know this, this is interesting. They use, uh, Stan Tatkin uses a lot of interesting metaphors, which is a lot like how you write, which is taking complex information and simplifying it to the mm-hmm. point where people can kind of remember it. And they've yeah. got metaphors and stories. Yeah. Object so lessons. He, okay. So he does that, but this <laughs> is all about attachment and, yep. One, I do want to talk about it. In fact, I think it'd be really interesting to have him on. So I'm going to try and reach out to Stan and see if, if anybody knows Stan, uh, Tat can let him know that we would love to have him on, but we, I will do the work for us as well. Okay. Yes. I think that'd be a very good topic. And I have, uh, yes. And did you guys hear (laughs) that's such an important piece that we teach in the workshop? Yes. You you start with yes. And then you lead with and rather than a, but. Go on. Um, I have some ideas for you um, because we've been down that road before already. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we land this plane? It's been a while since I've said that phrase. Yeah, let's do it. And um, I'll see you in Colorado. We're going to Space Force, you guys. We're going to teach at Space Force. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Why um, Why do you say that so funny? Because Space Force is amazing. I, I nobody. Every time I tell people I'm teaching at Space Force, they're like, yeah. that's not real. And I'm like, yes, it's real. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing that we're really doing. If um, I dress up in my Star Wars, like Princess Leia costume, would mm-hmm. that be weird? It would be weird. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I'll see you at Space Force. Okay, goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Just as a reminder on marriagetherapyradio.com is where you will find our workshops. We have the weekend intensives coming up. I think we have one coming up in the spring, late spring. I also have the eight-week series that's coming up in April, actually. So if you want to register at the early bird rate, check it out. Marriagetherapyradio.com. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.